Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Good morning, Cleveland. It's just me. Jack's cap is back again. Uh, the last one of the regular season, so don't worry. You're not going to hear from me for the rest of the week. Um, but I thought I'd come and chat to you today about the salary cap. So you've heard a lot. You've heard all, all these numbers thrown around. Browns are going to have this much cap space. But what does that actually mean? And how much did we spend the season 2018? I'm going to say just gone because we're out of the playoffs. So it's finished for me um, in terms of the way I'm looking at it. But there's one more week left. So where did we spend? And if I asked you to rank all the teams in terms of cap spending this year, where would you put the Browns from 1 to 32, with 1 being the team that spends the most money? Little drum roll. We finished 6th. We were the 6th highest spenders this year. And you wouldn't think that. Straight off the top, you'd think, no, the Browns didn't spend that much. The Browns spent $182.7 million. And when the overall cap was 177.2, we spent over the NFL salary cap. We spent loads. So when you're thinking there's a load of space in this team to spend more money, there actually isn't. Most of that so-called space is just the salary cap uh, rollover that Sashi built. And once that's spent, you can't spend it again. And so what I'm looking to do this podcast is just sort of explain that and explain how we got here. So the NFL salary cap um, for every team in 2018 was 177.2 million. So that's the start of this season. Every team knew they could spend that money. And then... Obviously, we had a nice rollover from Sashi, just under 60 million. So anyone can spend that. We spent 157.9 million on players that were on our roster. <coughs> Pardon me. And we spent 24.9 million on dead caps, so players that were off our roster. And that there was loads of different players on that. It's not just players you cut, there's all sorts of different reasons of why you would have a player on your roster. So just to go through names of some of the biggest, you've got Kenny Britt, Joe Hayden, Jamar Taylor, Carlos Hyde, Danny Shelton, Corey Coleman, Deshaun Kaiser, and Cameron Irving. They were the, all the ones that were over a million, but then you had some other players in there like Joe Thomas. So once you've agreed that contract, you've got to honour it all the way through. And so that gave us the total spend of $182.7 which means passing over to next year, that's going to be $58.2 million. We're going to transfer over and we'll be on our salary cap next year. Um, so, how much do teams have to spend next year in 2019? The salary cap, um, Zach Moore from Over the Cap, who we had on uh, a few weeks ago, fantastic. Any cap questions, by all means, tweet him, guys. He's brilliant. You've got Jason Fitzgerald, who's also there. He is a great mind. Um, I, I can help and do my best, but uh, I'm not the level them guys are. So 190 million 
is what all the teams have got as the ceiling. It's going up about seven, eight, um, seven to ten percent a year, um, and sort of the projected for 2020 is to go up to 200 uh, million. So there's going to be that extra 10 million added on from 19 to 20. That's just a really early projection from them guys. But to be fair, they nailed the one this year. Um, it's all tied into TV deals and everything else. So when that goes up, it, the salary cap has to go up. It's not a sort of a league decision. It's set in the uh, collective bargaining agreement. And then from then, can't change. So we're tied into £157 million worth of contracts next year. So they already agreed. Obviously, there's outs on them, and I'll talk about a little bit about that later. Um, dead cap, we're already set to pay £4.9 million in dead cap next year. And just to give you some names on who those players are, you've got Carlos Hyde, Corey Coleman, Carl Nassib, Sean Coleman, Roderick Johnson, and Simeon Thomas. So they're players we're paying. That's the 4.9 million in there. So that gives a total, that's a total of 171.9 million. Already spent, already in the books. Um, now we've got sort of, this is the one number I'm not entirely sure on because I don't know how over the cap and some of them other sites do their numbers. We've got somewhere in the region of, they've got 86.4 million of space. But what I'm not sure is if they've taken off that 4.9 already and then future um, dead cap payments, which is what I think they might have done. So that might be where that 86.4 comes from. But just in case there's an error, I'm also working on 76.3, which is if you take that, um, the, turn, the takeover of 58.2, add it to the 190 million of space and then take off the 171.9. So that gives us some numbers going into the next year. So I, I've got a number of 248.2. That is the max we can spend just this one season. And you, I'll explain later why you don't spend that all in one season. Looking at our picks, where we are at the draft at the moment, if we picked all our players and then they all made the roster, you're looking at 8.4 million. So that's your picks. Obviously, we might be trading up. We might be trading in future years. We might trade future year picks into this year. Who knows what that decision is going to be, but let's work on the basis. 8.4 million is what we're going to spend on picks. Um, and that might go down if it's sort of sixth and seventh round picks. They're likely going to get cut uh, maybe by the time they make the roster. So that's not the worry. There's lots of young talent and it's not all going to make the team. Three players, um, I'd say, most likely on the chop block. You've got Collins. I think it's more or less done now that he's gone. So we'll have to pay him two and a half million. Um, but we're going to save 9.25 million doing it. So it's a good cut. Hubbard um, would cost us 3.2 million if we decide to cut him. And that would save us 4.1. And I think that might be one that happens. Um, depending on how they view him and Greg Robinson, it's going to be an interesting thing to see. And Thomas... Um, it's going to cost 787000 and that saves us 141 uh, 141k. Um, and I think that might just be a case of he doesn't make the uh, roster at the end of the 90. He'll be it for training camp um, unless they trade him off. Um, so that gives us an, a new total of 170.5 
Um, once you take into account all the cuts, 170.5 million is how much we're going to be paying our team the uh, start of next season once they're taking them three cuts, add the picks. So that gives us 20 million you've got left there between that and the NFL salary cap for the 2019 season. And that gives you free space of 58.2 million still because that's your bit on top. And here's the key thing for me, guys, and it's what we need to remember. Is we've got 20 million there to go and spend on free agents, improving the roster, what we do. And then that other 58.2 million is it's not coming back. So once we spend it, it's gone. So we might decide we're going to go sign Trey Flowers and we'll put him on a, uh, let's look at the numbers for what it's going to cost. Say we put him on a four-year, 58.2 million pound deal. That can be that, all that money, even though we're spending it over four years, that's all gone effectively. And then we have to just treat it like we're on the NFL salary cap and then Trey Flowers' contract just hangs above us magically. Because what we don't want to do this off-season is we go out and we go, right, we're going to renew um, Randall, Schober early. We're going to re-sign Greg Robinson. We're going to add um, Perryman to a deal. Higgins um, gets a tender, so that's not too bad. Um, and then we're like, yeah, we're really good. We've got this talent. Then we'll go out and sign three four free agents and uh, pay them, let's say, 60-odd million. And suddenly, we're at 200 and, say, 230 million spent. So we're like, oh, it's, it's nothing too much to worry about. Um, spending 230 million, we've still got 20 million in the bank. But the trouble is, then when you look next season, suddenly, we can't, we're struggling whether, just looking at our... Uh, free agents for next year um we might be struggling and going oh who, who are we going to re-sign we haven't got enough money so a player like we're all right with Tretter and so going but we're going oh do we re-sign Ogba we can't afford to re-sign Ogba and then we haven't got much money for free agents and we have to be really careful so for me I want to save as much of this 58.2 million free money almost to be front-loading deals Potentially, in 2021, so in 2020, when we're doing the free agent contracts for Miles Garrett, um, rather than just giving that, obviously, we'll keep putting him on the fifth-year option, but we'll be looking to re-sign him. Um, Larry Ogunjobi, potentially Terrence Mitchell, and hopefully we might grab a couple of free agents. But we're going to have to decide in the future. Lots of this young talent that's been added to the roster in the last three windows last uh, three off-seasons, we won't be able to keep it if we start going out and blowing lots of money now. And while we might blow loads of money now and then we win a Super Bowl in the next two years, and that might be enough for some people, but then you're going to have four years of pain when Baker hits um, a deal where he gets paid, let's say, be $30 million a year by then with the way the market's moving. And suddenly, you haven't got enough money to keep everyone else. And you're going, oh, well, we've signed Baker Mayfield. We've signed Miles Garrett. They're taking up, let's say, what, 25% of your salary cap. So we can't afford to keep Randall anymore. So we've had to cut Randall. Oh, and we 
can't afford to keep. Um, who else do we like? Or what decent player? Let's say Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb, sorry, mate, you can't get a contract renewed because we spent all that money on uh, a free agent in 2019. So it's got to be really careful, guys. You basically treat it as once we hit that 190 million, that is what the salary cap is. And so keep an eye on site like over the cap. They're brilliant. Keep an eye on that 190 million in this whole off season, because once we hit that number, then that's you only spend once money. And why you can use it for certain things. So I've said before, signing Tyrell Williams, potentially it's going to be an expensive thing, right? Um, possibly, I'd say at least 10 million. I wouldn't mind that this season because you bring in a uh, wide receiver, one of high quality. Um, it's not elite, but he's just solid and he can start from day one and he can do good things. And then next year, you're taking Jarvis Landry off the books. Um, there's a £4.5 million cost there. And you're drafting one in the third round this year. And suddenly next year, you're looking at Tyrell Williams, Higgins, um, Perryman, um, who else is there? Callaway, this third round pick. And you've got a really solid group on a lot cheaper deals than you've got now. So it's about using some of this cap to move on from deals in the future and set yourself up because I think within a year's time, we're going to be looking at Rashad Higgins as our better slot receiver over Jarvis Landry. I know the numbers are there now, but I think it's going to become more of a consensus thing. Um, and people are going to be looking at that and going, yeah, we can't afford 15 and a half million for a slot receiver when we've just signed Higgins to a, let's say 6 million a year deal. Um, you're going to make them decisions where do you have Higgins on 6 million and, um, Tyrell Williams on 10 and have two starting level um, wide receivers, one in the slot, one on the outside, or do you just have Jarvis Landry? And for me, that choice is simple. I'd rather have Rashad Higgins and Tyrell Williams than a Jarvis Landry. And people will say, oh, what happens off the pitch? He's changed the culture. Winning changes the culture. Winning is what matters to these players, gets them up in the morning and gets them going. If they're not winning, that's why they might feel down. Change of culture is about winning games. And winning games comes through the quarterback. doesn't come through a wide receiver. It's about the quarterback. Baker will create that culture. So don't give me any of that nonsense. I'm not listening to it. Yes, there's small factors, but we're talking small factors. If he's not catching the ball and he's not going for yards, what is he doing? And if he had good hands, he'd be catching the ball. But he's not catching the ball. He's not had the numbers like he did in the Dolphins. And why force the targets that way when if they go to Duke Johnson, they go to Rashad Higgins, they go further down the field. And that's what I want. I don't want a quarterback throwing for six yards every time, which is what Jarvis averages. I want that ball going deep. So that's just some stuff on the cap. Where are we going numbers-wise? Have a great... Um, um, Holiday season, it's uh, Christmas is gone, New Year's is just coming, drink, party, have fun, and uh, I'll see you in the new year with another catch. Up.